Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. We thank you, Almighty God, for this opportunity to gather here to worship you as we begin the journey of Holy Week. We ask that your presence will be with us now and always in Jesus' name. Amen. So when's the last time you had a good cry? Just let it all out. Some of you in this room can remember probably within the week that you had a good cry because some of you do it often, right? I mean, there are some people that will cry at the drop of a hat. They'll cry about anything. Oh, something came in the mail, they cry. Um, they stub their toe, they cry. They're very happy because it's a great day, they cry. They're very sad because something went wrong, they cry. They cry at everything. And then you have some people that don't really cry at all, right? I mean, maybe if it's really, really bad, but they just don't. And so it's kind of interesting that way. And stereotypically, men cry less than women. That's not always the case. But in many cases, when it comes to crying, that is a man's kryptonite. If you want to freak a man out, cry. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, fellas? No. We don't know what to say. When somebody's crying, um, okay, we, we, we sort of go to pieces. We don't know how to respond to that level of emotion, whether it's from anger, from sadness, from happiness. We, we don't know what to do. Well, some of us don't. Now, admittedly, over time, I have learned how to deal with crying, and part of that is because I, in my house, I have a wife and two daughters. A lot of tears get shed, just say it. The other thing is that I also have a box of Kleenex in my office, and it's not just there for the sniffles. The reality is I have to deal with people crying a great deal. Um, because, and many tears have been shed in my office, whether it be from grief or from, a, uh, from illness, from, from fear, from frustration, from anger, sometimes from happiness, sometimes from empathy, all various amounts of reasons that people have cried. And so I've kind of gotten used to it over the years, but that doesn't mean that I'm overly comfortable with it. I mean, honestly, if I'm preaching a funeral sermon, typically the family is sitting right in front of me, and I am looking right over them. Why? Because crying is contagious, isn't it? And interestingly enough, did you know that they have done scientific studies on crying? That's probably not very surprising, is it? They do scientific studies on everything. But what is surprising is the fact that they really haven't discovered much. Because human beings are the only creature that cry because of emotion. No other living creature. Now some might shed tears from pain or, or from irritation, but never from sadness. Never from happiness. That is a totally human response to emotion. We're the only ones that cry. And so, when, when we express that emotion, they've tried to figure out why. Why is it that some people cry a lot and some people don't? Is it hormonal? Or is it the way that they were raised? We really don't know. But what they do know is, one of the things that they have found in common is that our tears are communal. They help us communicate unspoken things to other people. For instance, if you're walking down the street and you see someone crying that you've never seen before, 
you know that they have a problem. You, don't, you may not know what that problem is, but you know that something is wrong, right? And some people will be drawn to go and help that person. Also, have you ever seen at a funeral or in a time of tragedy, two complete strangers who are crying will embrace each other? Where else does that happen? Only in extreme cases of emotion. Pure joy, pure sadness, usually tears are involved. Because that sort of communicates that openness, as strange as it is. But it's still something that, because we don't know a lot about it, it's still very disconcerting, isn't it? Just the idea of crying. And even if you're very comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with everybody's tears. There are certain people that you're just not comfortable seeing cry, right? Like Jesus. We don't often imagine our Lord and Savior crying, do we? But of course we know about it because what's the shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. It's John eleven thirty five. 35. Of course, in the New Revised Standard Version, which we use in church, it's not the shortest ver- verse in the Bible because it actually says Jesus began to weep, which is four words and not two. But that's beside the point. Jesus cried. But that's not the only time he cries. In that passage, it's about him crying over the death of his friend Lazarus, right? But in today's gospel, we hear a second instance of our Lord breaking down in tears. And in in our language, it says he wept. In the Greek, it's more like he ugly cried. I mean, he was in pieces. And what was he crying about? He wasn't crying over someone's death. He wasn't crying... Because he knew why he was entering Jerusalem. He wasn't crying because he was happy that they had just thrown him a palm parade. He was crying because of the situation of Jerusalem. The fact that they had an opportunity for peace, but missed it. The fact that God was present among them. They had an opportunity, and they blew it. And this brought our Lord and Savior to tears. The fact that he was sent to this world to save a people that rejected him brought him to tears. The fact that the temple, the church, the people that should have accepted him most didn't brought him to tears. Which makes me wonder as I go through this, if Jesus were to walk into churches today, would it bring him to tears again? How would Jesus respond at the church of today and and how we are acting? Are we accepting our Savior? Are we open to what he has to say? We would like to say, yeah, wouldn't we? Of course, it's Jesus. We love Jesus. Until Jesus starts messing with our lives, right? Until Jesus starts calling us to do things that are out of our comfort zone. Until Jesus expects us to do things like (coughs) give up our time or give up our money. Oh, that's when Jesus goes from preaching to meddling, right? So how would he react? How would he react to a church that turns its back on people or is seen in this world as being judgmental and turning people away? 
what would Jesus think about the Christian church of today as we allow atrocities like racism and sexism and all the other isms to go on and just turn a blind eye to them? What would Jesus think about the fact that many congregations throughout the world are not places of peace, but they're places of conflict and strife? And what would Jesus think about the individual Christians who prioritize everything else above their relationship with him? How would Jesus feel about the fact that it's been about two and a half years since COVID and yet some people are still finding it as an excuse to stay away? Or have just gotten out of the habit of coming all together? How would Jesus feel about the fact that this is the week when we remember his trial, his execution, his burial? And yet most people won't hear any of that. They'll skip all the way to the glory and, and the lilies on Sunday. How would Jesus feel about that? Would we make Jesus cry? See, my friends, this week, you and I have an opportunity to take a journey. And it is not an easy journey. It's one where we will witness the, the pain and the sorrow and, and have to take a hard look at ourselves and realize that it's our fault. That we are the reason for that pain and suffering. That we, too, have rejected him. That we, too, turn our backs. We've talked about our season of purpose, that God has called us to be who we are, when we are, where we are, what we are, and how we are for a reason. And yet, we, we don't live out the purpose that we've been given. Instead, we selfishly look after our own needs and what we want and what we think is right and what we think is best. Instead of responding to the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. So my friends, as we go through this week, Ask yourselves, would Jesus weep at what he sees now? I think we all know the answer. Amen.